Welcome, friends, fans, and people who forgot to turn off Spotify before it started auto-playing podcasts to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and or mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and today marks a bittersweet occasion. This is the final episode with our amazing, one-of-a-kind, original mixologist. I'm not even going to bother with my usual intro where I pretend to find him hitchhiking to the gathering of the Juggalos or panhandling in the Silver Lake Reservoir. His name has become so synonymous with this show that I'm probably going to use it when describing any superior cocktails from whoever happens to be our new mixologist. Uh, So so just uh, stay tuned. Listeners, let's give it up for a legend, Pedro, your (laughs) mixologist. Thank you. We we will put in a studio audience right there. And of course, (laughs) drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I invited my compatriot, who's also been with us since the beginning. And he is... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And our guests today are a husband and wife synth pop duo who have been shaking up the scene everywhere from Coachella to Kansas City, putting on incredible live shows, which I can personally attest to. Their debut album, When the Night, was an immediate hit, hitting number six on Billboard's Heat Seeker chart and yielding the smash singles Elevate and All Eyes on You. They've collaborated with pod favorite producer Jack Antonoff and RAC and have garnered raves from Billboard and Pop Matters, among others. They're here today to talk all about their forthcoming album, which drops on October 7th and contains perhaps their most elegant and cinematic work yet and is sure to evoke a fantasy fever dream in listeners when it hits streaming. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Jean-Philippe Grobler and Patty Baronic of the band St. Lucia to the pod. Oh! <laughs> And nothing bad happened, listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I've personally been a huge fan for years, so this is pretty exciting. Thanks for um, yeah, having us. To be here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Um, it's always funny to do these things like halfway across the world and just like everything's instant. It still blows my mind. Where are you right now for listeners who perhaps don't know? We are currently in um, a small town called Constance in the south of Germany. And it's, uh, so it's in our living room, it's chilling. The, it's the town that Patty grew up in. Yeah. And uh, we, used, we lived in New York for about 14 years. And that's kind of like where all the, the original St. Lucia stuff happened. And then um, at the start of last year, we decided to move here for a bit because we had our second kid. And um, yeah, so we've just we've been here for about a year and a half now. Well, congratulations and congrats on on the um, being parents times two now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, I'm really looking forward to trying Pedro's grand finale, but before then, it's time we caught up a bit. What has everyone been listening to lately? What have you been listening to lately, Jean? I mean, a lot. <laughs> I sort of, like, I wrote some stuff down. Um, obviously, it's more than this, but I feel like recently what's kind of been hitting me a lot is, like, music that on some level gives me... Um, it feels like it gives me license to just make like good catchy synth pop for because i feel like there's this part of me that wants to be like experimental and darker and be like radiohead or be whatever and i feel like there's been this wave of like younger artists and younger bands that have been coming and kind of sort of like doing what we i'm not saying they're like copying what we were doing but they're just making like great synth pop and a lot of it has kind of just made me feel good about making just good catchy synth pop again. You know, people like uh, Roosevelt, uh, Parcels, um, this guy Donnie Benet, who's not young, <laughs> but like you know, great synth pop. Um, uh, you know, Sophie Tucker, the, our friends the Knox. Oh um, yes. Uh, yeah, just like um, you know, I've been doing some work recently with this guy Jake Wesley Rogers, who I think is an amazing talent. Um, up and coming guy and then um you know just like a lot of a lot of sort of older stuff like always like going back and listening to david bowie prefab sprout um loads i mean we listen to a lot of this i don't know if you guys know about it but there's this amazing french radio station called radio nova and um mm. we listen to that's most of what we listen to at home honestly we just put it on in the background because like when you have kids you're just kind of like you don't have time to kind of look for the thing to listen to. So that's always like a sure bet. And I'm mm. um, always discovering a lot of great new tracks for our DJ sets. And what's um, that called? What's, what's the, uh, who sings that? Who's like, parole, parole, parole. I don't remember her name, but there's like those. so many great, like undiscovered. Like old Italian, tracks. like, mm. parole, 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 whatever, <laughs> whatever. Very cool stuff. Well, we'll have fun hunting that down to put it in the episode playlist. <laughs> Oh, yeah. do, do it. it do it don't give away oh. our secret though <laughs> <laughs> wow prefab sprout that's a great one to hear i love they're kind of prefabs yes so good and kind of unsung i feel like really agreed yeah i feel like there was sort of a wave of bands a few years ago like i think of like chairlift like chairlift would occasionally cover oh, a, yeah. a prefab sprout song and um i don't know there was just this like great sort of sort of 80s synth pop wave of people that I feel like Prefab Sprout was always popping up somewhere. And um, yeah. Was it Turkey Hungry, Chicken Free, or was it yeah, the it other way around? That was it. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, pre I love Prefab Sprout. Can't even say it. Prefab Sprouts. <laughs> I love Prefab Sprouts. Prefab Sprouts. <laughs> prefab Sprouts. Is it Sprouts though? Yeah. Prefab stuff. <laughs> Prefabs. Yeah. Okay. Well, since you mentioned the Knox, I think I'll go next. I I have loved their new album history. I think that it's their best one. And the the features are incredible. Um there's uh Dragonette and um one of my favorites, Donna Missile, among others. I mean it's I it really to me it is their best work and I've been listening to them for a while and um Powers uh who did probably my favorite collab with them uh that was classic a few years back they're on this new album yes they're on this new album it's their first new 
work in five years. I've been waiting so long. I've been talking to them on Instagram on and off being like, when are you going to come back? When are you going to come back? When are you going to come back? And they're like, soon. We're releasing music this summer. This was like back in 2019. Nothing happened. But they're out right now. They are doing DJ sets at one of my favorite dance parties. It's um, Dance Yourself Clean. They used to do nights at this place in Silver Lake before it shut down during the pandemic. And now they've moved to a rooftop in Hollywood Sunday afternoons, which seems like the best Mm. place to listen to indie pop music. Your music actually plays there at this dance party. Um, But Powers were there. Uh, That's Mike Del Rio and Krista Rue duo. They're amazing. Um, They were DJing, I think, the last two times. And they have been teasing that original stuff is coming out by them. So whenever that happens, that'll be what I talk about on this segment. Anyway, the Knox history. Go listen to it. Classic, I feel like, is a really great case of manifestation of like calling the song classic and it also becoming (laughs) really kind of like a modern classic. Like I even feel like this, it could and should be like a wedding standard at this point. Yeah, and it just went gold like not too long ago. And also the very piece of trivia for listeners, the very first time I heard that song was part of Pedro, one of your power hours. (laughs) Naturally. Yes, so I saw one minute of the music video. I'm like, this is incredible. This is so good. You're welcome. I feel like, um, so we're, we're really good friends with the Knox. We've done loads of stuff with them. Um, almost every one of their records have had a collab with us on it on some level. Um, and I feel like one thing I've always admired about B-Rock so much is he's like, uh, I mean, J-Pat, I mean, both of them, just the two of them are just forces of nature. But like B-Rock is such like a music historian and he has such an understanding of like, you know, ref, like good references to put in songs. And I just feel like classic was such a good, just mixture of everything that they're all about, you know, mm-hmm. like disco, like a bit of like the kind of house piano, like fat boy slim, you know, there's just all these things in there that I know like B-Rock is crazy about. And it's the, it's the song where it's like, I've never heard the Knox before. It's like, okay, just listen to this. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. That's the Knox. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the song. Slow song is amazing. Like, I think slow song is their best song. Mm. Um, but the mm. classic is obviously is amazing too. Is it my turn, well, Ryan? Yeah, Ryan? go for it. Oh, I'll go. Um, so lately I've been listening to just a lot of random shit, like Polo and Pan. Obviously, I'm always listening to them. Uh, Yacht is sort of coming out with singles here and there, and so I always love getting into those. Um, I've been listening to Katya Zamolichikova for some campy weirdness. Her song Ding Dong is fucking weird, but it's catchy as hell. Um, and then Paolo Nutini's coming out with new music. So, like, huh. that's really exciting. I love Paolo Nutini. Um, so I've been uh, going back and listening to, like, his old stuff, especially Sunny Side Up. I love that album so much. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. There's a new single out now from the Young Fathers, their first in, I think, like, four years since their 2018 album. They're this great kind of Scottish experimental electronic hip-hop influence group. And this one is very, feels very kind of trip hop, Bristol scene influenced. It's called Geronimo. And I'm like, uh, I love those, love those guys. Always will listen to what they do. And so I hope there's an album on the horizon. Fingers crossed. And as a quick reminder, every song we mention on this show goes directly onto that accompanying playlist in the episode description. And if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, we have our much bigger sister playlist on Spotify for this segment that we've been hyping like crazy. It's called YBLT, which stands for What Have You Been Listening To? 
but we've really leaned into the whole sandwich part of it. So the BLT floating in space every Saturday or Sunday, depending on how tired we are, we update the playlist. Um, and, you know, we listen to all sorts of stuff. So if you are an aspiring artist, send us your stuff. We might put it on there. We've featured big artists, small artists, uh, Goldilocks artists that are just right. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, go and check that out. <laughs> But I'm feeling a little parched. How about y'all? Yeah. Very thirsty. (laughs) Well, then we should head into the Tunes and Tumblers bar to taste Pedro's work for one last time. John, Patty, did you bring anything to show our bouncer today? Yes, we did. We did indeed. (laughs) Wait one second while I get it. So I brought a banana box. (laughs) because um, I'm a mom as well as a musician and I hate mushy bananas. Like mashed bananas is one thing, but like mushy bananas is a no-go. Like just a banana that gets squashed. And honestly, this thing keeps it fresh and it doesn't make it mushy. And then I put a little surprise in there. It's my banana shaker. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I shake shake the band. (laughs) Wow. Like when you started talking about the mushy banana thing, I wasn't expecting there to actually be bananas in it. I didn't think it was actually for that. In the shaker, there's a real banana, but we just... <laughs> Three layers of banana. <laughs> a Russian doll of bananas. You love to see it. Oh, no. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. This is a real thing. You can buy it. Also, yes, anyone out there... With or without kids who don't, you know, who don't like mushy bananas. Imagine a grown up pulling out a banana box. <laughs> Why? At lunch and taking a banana yes. out of the banana box and eating the banana. But this is exactly right. This is very important, you know? I don't need to, I don't need to imagine it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be that grown man. I'm selling this hard. Everyone get yourself a banana box. It'll change your life. <laughs> I have no doubt. I'm definitely one of those people where it's like, if I see a brown spot on a banana, it's like, that's it. Okay, Pedro's with me. Oh, God. I get it. And our bouncer hates mushy bananas, so it looks like you're able to get in just fine. (laughs) At first, I thought you were going to pull out a Bananagrams. Do you guys ever play Bananagrams? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We have that, but we've never, like, done it. Where is that? We have that. We got... um... I think we left it upstate at Nini and Benny's. Mm -hmm. We were having Charlie. Well, time to get that shipped. That is a fun, <laughs> fun indoor game. You need to, <laughs> like, I have, we've never played it. We got it, I think we got it at a festival once, and it was just like, I'm drawn to banana, so I took it with me, but I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that sounds weird, right? I'm really drawn to bananas. <laughs> we're in. Well, we're in. John, did you, did you bring one of your own, or is this a, a double? A, oh, there we Ooh. go. Um, so this is a kalimba for those that mm-hmm. don't know. And um, this was, so I went to this um, boys choir school growing up in South Africa. I grew up in South Africa and um, yeah, this was just, this is like one of my oldest memories. It's um, I actually stole this from the school when I graduated from it. <laughs> and uh, this was like, you can find videos on YouTube of me when I was a kid, like the in this choir playing this thing and You know, just like playing, you know, touring the world with this choir and playing this kalimba. And um, yeah, just, I don't know. It means, it means a lot to me. And um, they I'll now know that you stole it. 
I know I was wondering whether <laughs> I could come say after that you. All, but no, but I think they, so. well, no, I, I think you've uh, you've come clean that like a couple of years ago, I think you said you said to Vaughn or someone, Oh yeah, I stole that. Once the statute once the statute of limitations was up and they couldn't come for you. <laughs> I timed it. We'd be happy to look the other way for a generous donation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that's fine, John. Just you know <laughs> starving artists. Yeah. Sorry. No <laughs> <laughs> We expect to see your children here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good thing the Tunes and Tumblers bar um, is a no extradition zone, so you can just hide out here while they uh, while they come searching for that. Mm-hmm. But you know, we need we need some music now that we're inside. Ryan, what are we listening to today? We are listening to Touch, the brand new single from Saint Lucia from their forthcoming album Utopia, which will be out October seventh on Network Records. You know, when I listened to this album, I remember how much I missed you guys. Elevate and Dancing on Glass were just like so emblematic of my early years in Los Angeles that time, like that time I've said on the show is something that I romanticize even though I got knocked down a lot and life was pretty hard. But that's kind of the point of your forthcoming album, Utopia. It's this music that... It, you know, it gets you back on your feet and dancing after the world pulls the rug out from under you and especially touch like I've been just humming that hook for, you know, days for the, the amount of time that we've had to listen to this. And it gives you the hope and strength to move on. It reminds you of how um, everything will just look better in the rearview mirror. It's the perfect soundtrack for the second half of the summer. Listeners, I, you know, go listen to it. But you know what? I'm I'm. I need something refreshing for those beach days ahead. Pedro, what do you have for us on your last episode? It's a very delicious, very strong cocktail. Um, Like you said, the album gives you the hope and the willingness to carry on. Get up and dance. Yeah, so does a lot of alcohol. So that's why it's so full of rum. Not the Um, next day, though. Yeah, yeah, your next day is going to be awful. Um, (laughs) This album, though, like the synth sounds they're just so bright and colorful and lush and like the 80s vibes it gives me it just uh this album gives me life the single the whole album all of it i love it um and so for this drink i just wanted to make something colorful and like almost neon colored and delicious and like refreshing uh to go really well with like the summer vibes that this gives um so it's like i said a bunch of rum but it's in layers as well because i wanted to create those separate worlds uh (laughs) so the first layer is yeah so the first layer is um it's just pineapple juice malibu and some chopped basil just for a little bit of something in there um the second layer is blue curacao with lime juice and bacardi silver and then i just floated some pink lemonade on top with some um more bacardi silver more rum always more rum (laughs) so it creates this like dope uh, like yellow floor and it sort of like has a little bit of green and then transitions into a bright blue cocktail and it's you make you have to make it like in a big batch because you need a lot of it um and it's it's sweet it's strong but it's just balanced enough to be like refreshing once you put a bunch of ice in it it is delicious and i'm calling it a utopia 
We like Peter, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jean has made uh, oh, well, a little microphone. We say that, can you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what were you going to say? I made a shit version. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> you can say that. I don't care. I quite like it. No, I was like, oh, we're pretending right now that we're like, you know, in with Pedro in the bar. <laughs> you are. In here, you are. So, in my uh, mind, I am. And we, we really tried, and like, we didn't have blue curacao. So, uh, okay. Jean made. Malibu pineapple. It kind of takes me back to it's when like I was a sepia six- version. It kind of takes me mm. back to when I was uh, sixteen in England. Yeah, and getting drunk. It's very much one of those. It's one of, the, it's one of those wow. drinks where if you're underage, like you won't be scared of it. Drink very very <laughs> early, and I'm German, so you know it we, feels we very start 80s, at twelve. Actually, it feels like yeah. kind of like what we made at the bar in Top Gun, you know, or like in cocktails. Mm, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Malibu pineapple. That was like so yeah, far. But the, but the basil, like you know, it just it gives it the the little X or some something. Yeah, yeah that's- it ages it up a little bit, puts it in its twenties. Yeah, I'm like 25 <laughs> right now. <laughs> also, we don't condone underage drinking because this is America and that's where we're based. Oh, no, yeah. and I really, really, really suggest that you don't do that. Yeah, there's this has now been two crimes admitted on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is my last show because I'm run. I'm on the run after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone who tries to make this at home, if you can't find the blue curacao, you can use triple sec or there's actually curacao that's not that doesn't have any color at all. Um, feel free. So the you band know, posted a fun video of things to do while listening to the single "Touch," and one of them was sipping a natural riesling. Can this drink also? be drank do you do you reckon uh to enjoy the single i would say yes i would say <laughs> what uh um, utopia utopia yes. drink i would say indeed i would just made say, by pedro of course well because i was i was sipping a natural reason kind of in the middle of the day by myself and the family wasn't there as one does careful of sipping utopia oh yeah <laughs> make sure you don't have anything to do later yeah, because your family's going to come back and they're going to be like, where did you go? Who is this person in our house? Yeah. <laughs> well, that is quite a note for you to leave on, Pedro. Whoever is sitting in that seat next is sh- for sure going to have their work cut out for them. High bar. Yes, very high bar. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. And I don't, unfortunately, have my Topo Chico where I am. So again, I'm drinking water out of my very festive pink Yeti. Anthony is hurting if he doesn't have his Topo Chico. (laughs) I am very hurt. I'm surprised you made it on the Zoom. Yes, I'm still recovering from last Sunday. So a week ago. Uh, There's this bar in the the place that we live. Yes, North Hollywood, (laughs) uh, where there's this challenge where you can drink all 78 official tiki drinks that they offer there and it's called doing the grog log it's not at once it's not at once it's yeah no it's not at <laughs> once however i it was my final day i'm like i'm done i've done all of these i have three more drinks and then i got there and the bartender like looked at my sheet and was like you have five to do and i'm like well here we go and when you did five drinks and that's what has you a week into a hangover yeah, I'm sweet, I'm, sweetheart, <laughs> honey. It's the sugar. Mama. Also, like there was a lot. Like they left a bunch of the 151 ones for the very end. So I think you left a lot of the 151 ones for the very. They end. They choose for you. Excuse me. 
But now they got to add the utopia to that list. So I guess I have one more. Imagine having to do five utopias. Yes. Mm. What? So think about that. Uh, I had to. T- <laughs> I had to try this cocktail out a few times before I got it where I wanted it. Mm. Mm, yeah, and, sure you did. And I and mm. I started like early in the day. Um, thankfully, where I was, my friend had the day off. So yeah. And then you, you had to and do then five. I yeah, don't. Yeah. I, and I. I don't to, throw. Yeah, out, yeah. I don't throw out the first. <laughs> I don't throw out the rough drafts. They need to be consumed. Consumed. Mm-hmm. And then your friend right. came back, and you had redecorated. Obviously. Yeah. You know, we actually did. <laughs> Flip the couch upside down. <laughs> yeah. More of an abstract kind of. It just works better. It's, yeah. you know we've gotten a chance to sit with this whole album utopia which comes out this fall and i'm sorry listeners you're gonna have to wait till october but touch is out there in the world and i want to talk about it a little bit i read that you called it all of your favorite yacht rock tracks distilled to their essence and sent through the saint lucia filter can you elaborate on that a little bit for many years now, we've been fans of Yacht Rock. Obviously, like, I remember it from my parents listening to it when I was growing up. I was born in the 80s. Um, you know, and, like, I, I always sort of felt like, you know, we've had, St. Lucia's always had kind of this tropical thing associated with us and this bit of, like, an escapist thing. And I always felt like something kind of a bit Yacht Rock would would suit us, you know, but... Um, I never wanted to wanted it to feel forced. Like I never like any of our music to feel forced. Like I wanted to feel like it's coming from like a natural place and kind of to just kind of you know sort of come from inspiration. And um, this is this was the one that came from inspiration. It was immediately just like oh well, this has like all the hallmarks of that kind of, that genre, you know. Um, yeah, and it was funny because like actually I wrote it in the in the winter of 2018, I think, like just after Hyperion came out, our last album. Um, but it took me until the end of last year to figure out where to go in the chorus. Like I had literally the whole well, song, like, pretty much kind 90% of, like, of the song. Put it to the side as well. Yeah, and I put it to it the just, song. You know, it was just yeah. there and I was like, this is maybe too like that thing, you know? Um, and then suddenly, like we were doing more, like a few more DJ sets last year, which was fun. And um, I was thinking more in the music I was making about like, okay, well, what's going to make people dance? Like what's going to feel good, like on a dance floor and stuff. And the idea just came back to me and immediately, like, I feel like when I heard it in my head, I knew where to go with the chorus. And um, I don't know, it just had this quali- quality of being very effortless and it came together yeah, it came very quickly. Really quick, yeah. Well, listeners, do not expect Danger Zone when you go into this, but, you know, it's it's still got those great uh, Yacht Rock vibes for sure. I've always thought that your music was the type of music that I could listen to on a boat if I could afford a boat. I know, us too. <laughs> it, it really is, though. It's too danceable, really, to be just called Yacht Rock. And yeah. I love that it took you going into a club and DJing out to kind of make that connection and, and get it over the line. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some, there's some like amazingly danceable Yacht Rock tracks, you know? To, like, I mean, some of the best ones, I think, are like really, really danceable. Um, I don't know, but it's, I think it's like, it's like a blend of that old, that old vibe with like something new, you know? Cause I feel mm-hmm. like the, the newer influence is that the drums are very simplified and it's just like a very simple beat, you know, whereas back in the day they would have probably gone into some like CD Dan, like crazy, like jazzy chord progression section. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> which I was tempted to do, but never happened. Do you think there's something to simplifying things a little bit? Like, how does this compare to the writing process that you had on Hyperion, another great St. Lucia album that listeners you should go listen to? Yeah, I mean, I, I think simplifying, I think it's making sense for us right now. You know, like I always try and kind of do the thing that I feel like I'm led to do by my instincts and my intuition, you know, and I feel like any artist will tell you that they, they feel like there's different sides of themselves that is sort of in, in or out of balance at different times, you know, um, like there's this quote from Tom York, I, I'm probably bastardizing it, but he says something along the lines of he wants to be both at the same time, he wants to be loved by everyone, but he also wants to like hide away in a dark corner at the same time, mm. you know? So it's like, and, and to me, like Hyperion was kind of us trying to get away from the synth pop label a bit, even though there's definitely synth pop songs on that record because we love it, you know, but it's, we're sort of trying to go a little bit more kind of prefab sprout, going a bit more kind of rock and roll at times. Um, and it was just, it was definitely a little bit more of a difficult writing process. It was less straightforward. Like we were going in a lot of different directions um, on this record we also went in a lot of different directions and we basically made a whole album before utopia basically like it was a whole album that was done and it was a bit more kind of like 70s and a bit more difficult in some ways and then we just when we moved to germany um after leaving you know new york in the pandemic with like our second with our newborn second child um just suddenly there was this breath of fresh air and because we had this album under our belts there was there was like no pressure to make another album. And so we just made something purely from inspiration and from mm -hmm. just wanting to do it. Um, and that's where I think it came from. And that's, I, to me, it feels like the music is maybe some of the most effortless we've ever made. Like it feels very kind of like it just rolled out of us. Well, it's also, mm -hmm. I think, important to say like, I mean, for me also like music is a time capsule, right? You like, you know, you start at, 16 17 18 and it's completely different you know in your 30s you know it's like your life changes you your experiences change and it's like snippets of where you are at you know it's like a your your art is i mean you you were saying the other day we were um we were talking about it and you were saying like oh the way we talk with words, you know, some of the stuff that we, we, we feel inside or that we have inside, we can't really like use words for. So like the art kind of speaks those layers that we, you know, we can't express with just pure words or something. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's just to us that like we've gone through, and for me is, I mean, Jean's the main songwriter, in, you know, for me, I've seen him work. I mean, we've been together for a really long time and I've seen this whole process of like, you know, being really young and then going through whatever was, you know, whatever was happening in our lives at the time or something. And it's just really interesting to see where we've sort of come to now, you know, and how this specific album was probably the most effortless process actually you know mm. like we've not the one before but now this uh, when we when we came here like now the Utopia. whole process on a whole the whole effortless. process that like, was like that was like years of like okay we have too much music right now but now like i think it felt like it was the right time to read like 
for for this body of work, this time capsule to come out now, you know? Yeah. So was I hearing correctly that there is an unreleased St. Lucia album between Hyperion and Utopia? Yes. Multiple ones. (laughs) There's so many. But there's one that's basically, it was like mixed, essentially. Mm. Um, And we were shopping it around to labels and because we were like, okay, we have this record, we feel really good about it. Um, It's maybe a bit like weird a little bit, but um, we just, yeah, there there was like this pressure release, you know? Mm. Because I think for years, you're just like, you know, you sign to a label and we signed to Neon Gold Columbia with For When The Night. And then you're like, you got to pump it, you know, you've got to, and like, for me, it's like, we just take time. We take time to do stuff. But I think there is this element of like, because there's like a label waiting for your, for your music, there is this element of like, well, you got to do it. And so maybe where you would have taken more time in the past, it, it thought you're sort of, not that you rush things, but you, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just kind of like, there is this kind of production line element mm-hmm. to it. Whereas with this, there was none of that. We were not on Columbia anymore. No one was waiting for our music. We wanted to release music because we wanted to just have music out there and, you know, just be able Mm. to tour and do all that kind of stuff. But um, there was a pandemic, obviously. So there were all these things and it just allowed us this time to really just craft something that we love. And the pressure sort of, it changes, it definitely changes the, whatever the product is, because you're, you're not necessarily, you're not necessarily making it for you. It's not, it's not, it, it. I feel like there's an element in it that makes it like a little less, uh, I guess not genuine, just like, I, I, yeah, I guess like a little less authentic just cause it's like, well, there's, it's done and I like it, but I'm only done with it now cause someone else needs it. Like, because there's like a deadline. Yeah. I mean, there's also a lot of like people to satisfy, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't be able to just take an album to that I'm satisfied with unless it was full of hits to like Columbia records and be like, put this out, you know, like Mm -hmm. they'd be like, well, where's the single, you know? And then there's all these things, these things that you have to kind of, um, whereas with this, but sorry, the other side of this is that like, you know, we love pop music. Like we're huge fans of pop music. And so I think naturally anything we're going to do is going to have a pop element and there's going to be a song that's quote unquote a single. But with this one, there was just literally, we just completely did it for ourselves. Like there was no, no element of considering what does our NR think? What does this person think or anything? It was just, we just made it purely for ourselves and took the time that it needed to take to make it. I definitely hear that in like a song like the golden age kind of vetch encaps- encapsulates mm-hmm. everything you've you've talked about thus far one that it just feels so effortless but also that i feel like a pop single a and r person could have come in and go no i don't think we need to do that that bridge there i don't think we need to do that outro there again we, we should cut this down but you keep going with it and it's so rewarding that's such yeah. that's my favorite song i think from the ep thus yeah, far i fucking I fucking love that. Mine too, mine too, mine too. You're probably your best friends right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, see, he gets it. (laughs) But yeah, that feels like, it feels like one, yeah, where it's like you could have stopped there or like cut it down a bit, but you just leaned into it. And it's, it's such a, it's so rewarding to me. And then you want to go back and listen to it again. Oh yeah. Or that little end part, especially. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I do. And I do listen to it again. Awesome. Yeah. And that feels, and that one felt like, when you mentioned yacht rock, I guess that I'm like hesitant to apply yacht rock because I feel like it's got mixed associations with it. <laughs> like for well, like my parents' generation, like my dad, when I 
he'd never heard of Yacht Rock because it's sort of this like retroactive term, right? It was like invented as part of a web series and then retroactively applied. But he was like, he saw that as like an insult. He's like, like if you called my band Yacht Rock, I'd say you were, <laughs> but that's just him. But like Yacht Rock really is though this beautiful, this beautiful breezy thing. Yeah, it's sort and, of but, gotten this sort of. I mean, name, it's, it's like it? yeah, in, but... a, in a way, it's like quote unquote blue eyed soul a little bit. You know, <laughs> You're right? The Michael McDonald. It's got a bit of yeah, it's got a yeah. bit of that, but it's like this beautiful. The musicality is beautiful, but I think sometimes it goes in that little bit of a like you're just trying too hard to have a lot of chords, you know, like thing. Yeah. Which is which is like I love Steely Dan, but just like the Steely Dan I don't like is just like all right, guys. <laughs> you know. Um, but but I think to, to me it to me it's not an insult. Like I can see how like saying that paints it as that thing that some people have a negative association to. But um, yeah, I don't know. I love it. Yeah, well, like it's, it's also sort of more of the to me the more sophisticated and like uh, durable side of yacht rock. Like, do you know the artist Ned Doheny? Get it up for love. Oh my gosh, beautiful song. He was sort of this West Coast guy who wrote and recorded with a lot of those seventies west coast aor bands and that 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 song really evoked him to me and so anyway it was uh it's great it's great stuff there's also a great website called yacht or not i encourage folks to check out <laughs> not is spelled n-a-c-h-t and uh or not. and it's all the guys who created the yacht rock web series and it's their they have a whole rating system for whether a song is a yacht rock song or not that's awesome <laughs> It's so funny, and of course, very controversial. But like the first where does, one, where does "Sailing" by Christopher Cross lie? Very. Let's see. <laughs> we should find out. Oh, yeah, top ten, top ten. <laughs> uh, uh, Doobie Brothers, "What a Fool Believes" is number one. Uh, oh, nice. Kenny Loggins, "Heart to Heart." Uh, there's like three Christopher Cross songs in the top twenty. <laughs> he's he's quintessential, I guess, right? And then Steely Dan FM is up there. So you get lost for hours typing in songs and then getting mad if one is ranked too low <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get touch up there yeah yes. oh my gosh that belongs yeah, up there it. i've just i've been trying i've been trying so hard to listen to this or not <laughs> yacht or knocked yeah i've been trying so hard to listen to this conversation but i've just like had the hook from touch just going through my head over and over again so you've heard nothing anyone has said? Yeah, wh- <laughs> which, which, who are you guys? Uh, what band are we talking to right now? There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a moment in the out and the EP. I forget, uh, can't think of which song is it is, but you talk about checking your BTC in one of the lines and one of the lyrics, and I love that because it earmarks, it totally earmarks the time. Like I love that we're gonna look back on that. It's like one of those lines you're gonna go, oh wow, yeah. Yeah, and when I wrote it, like Bitcoin was at its like max peak. Mm. Um, but I was like following some people, and I, I just for the record, I don't own any Bitcoin. Like I don't literally don't own any any crypto. But like I have all these Probably friends the that best. are super into it, and like, but then I knew some people who were like, "Yo, this stuff's gonna crash," and I was just like, "It's just funny, like how obsessed people are with the stuff." Yeah. Well, I can because I think for at that time, literally, you like everybody was talking about it, like every and like you know gotta check it what is like what's going on like it was like yeah. the thing to do you know and like did you hear like all like all the conversations were about it so i think that's kind of snuck its way in there 
but it captures that checking and refreshing the feed for any kind of thing of our era, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, which why it works. He gets so well. it. <laughs> try try to. Uh, and and like Ryan knows what he's talking about. In our last episode, he admitted to <laughs> losing a fortune in Build a Bear Workshop stock. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit. <laughs> bit with air quotes. And now he it. has a road pop shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. D- uh, I mean, it could be a good time to short Build a Bear right now. I haven't checked in on it. I haven't refreshed. <laughs> Do you do you got do you know what Build a Bear is? Are you familiar with that? No. I could see a world where you would not be, but basically it's a it's a pretty sure it's just like North America. It's like a build your own teddy bear that's mostly located in malls. Mm-hmm. Um and it actually gets regularly ranked as one of the best places to work. Like happiest really? employees. And uh yeah. Interesting. And that's why the stock is tanking. <laughs> gotta milk those employees dude we have happy workers <laughs> oh god we're gonna lose millions oh we're a good company oh no <laughs> or probably what happened was somebody mentioned unionizing the bears wanted to unionize <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> alright yeah that's a <laughs> Yeah, questionable whether Drew wants to keep that in or not. <laughs> the build yeah, Drew, if you're looking segment. to cut the fat, cut everything that we've said about Utopia and leave the Build-A-Bear conversation. It's <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> and speaking of Utopia, I kind of want to bring it back just a little bit. You said that this album is you bringing something joyous to the world, especially when everything out there looks kind of bleak. Uh, do you think that there's a distinction between like joy and bliss which i think is like what a lot of us are doing to get by it's you know kind of where we block everything else out and do you think that like how do we tell the difference between joy and bliss mm-hmm. it's a riddle <laughs> yes you must answer my riddles three to get across the bridge <laughs> or to get out of the bar can you define joy and bliss like the way that you see them yeah, this is something we talked about way back in March, I think, with our guest Anis, because he makes really joyful m- music. Um, he's one of these artists where, like, he's just overtly positive in everything he talks about in his songs. And it's like, well, why does everything have to be bleak in order to be, like, to have pathos? And, um, like, to me, joy is this sudden rush of like positive energy but bliss is more like i'm happy because i'm not thinking about everything else so it's like ignorance yes yes that's ignorance is bliss exactly i could have just said that (laughs) yeah i was gonna say bliss bliss feels like blind joy feels like you're actually appreciating something so i guess like if we're gonna morph this question a little bit like what is the music of St. Lucia joyful about to you? Um, I mean, I think, you know, like I've been through some pretty dark depression stuff in my life, you know, for a variety of reasons. I won't get into it. You know, some of it was just adjusting to be an, an adult, like leaving South Africa, having culture shock, moving to Liverpool, England, just like those things, you know. Um, and I think... like to me joy is like something that's it's like hard one it's not by looking away from something it's like almost like exposure therapy like just like 
like looking at it long enough that you are able to see through the thing and can live with that insane possibility in your life and be like, well, I, you know, there's messed up things in this world. I admit that I can't fix all of them. I can focus on these things in my life, like my family, like my art, my, what I, what I can do that these things I can make a difference in and not, you know, of course, try and make a difference to the wider world in the way that I feel like I can, but also realize that like, I'm powerless really to, to do that. And so release yourself from the, this, like the clutches of like the new cycle where like you constantly have to be like doing this to change that thing and like, whatever, you know, and like, 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 like what you were saying, Ryan, you know, this constant like checking and like the thing in your head and just be, give yourself the gift of like enjoying your life as much as you can. To me, that's joy. It's like a, like a mm. hard earned state of positivity maybe, but with not, not ignoring the like negatives. So you are definitely for joy and not for bliss. Not, not for bliss like go get some bliss dude. no no like like in terms of like go get a massage <laughs> like you know take a hot bath light some candles <laughs> incense of the west part of joy you know <laughs> yeah take a break every once in a while don't run yourself into the ground you can't be like a source of positive change in the world if you're always run down go to go Watch to a me. rooftop party dance to saint lucia and then yes. come back. that's it you will feel so refreshed key. and joyous. No. <laughs> um. Blissful. Uh. <laughs> I am always glad to see the inclusion of Paul Hammer in anything St. Lucia's does. <laughs> We're big Savoir Adora fans. And Paul I had Hammer. just had dinner with Paul in, uh, in New York a couple weeks ago. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he's, he's got a great, great, great touch. Ah, better, yeah, that lack of a better term. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never met him, but I just I've been following, been following the career, and know that you guys have collaborated. Well, just so you years, know, so. Paul loves a cocktail. Yeah, I was going to say, party Paul is like cocktail. So if you ever wanted another cocktail <laughs> person, like. Paul is your guy. Like, yeah, Paul is your you? guy. Hell yeah! Ooh, all right. Yeah, we should definitely Good reach out, Ryan. I'm so glad you brought okay. them up because, like, Savoir Ador were this band that I listened to because I found Saint Lucia's via algorithm, and it's like you would also like Dreamers by Savoir Ador, and I'm like, you are <laughs> absolutely right, Spotify. I I love this. <laughs> well, Spotify we're kind of coming it right up sometimes. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no. We're kind of coming up to the end of our interview segment here, but I kind of want to ask one more question because the title of the album is Utopia, but I want to know what does a St. Lucia Utopia look like? Mm. Bananas everywhere. Bananas within bananas. That's, within bananas. That's a patty Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like, like, a, lot, a lot of people have been asking me this, you know, like why is it called Utopia? Like what's the Utopia thing? Um, I don't know. To me, it's like, you know, we're living in such a weird divided time right now where, you know, there's all these thought bubbles, like, is it social media that's leading people in these like extreme directions? Like, you know, whether it's like free market capitalism, like communism, like whatever it is, like ideas that people are entertaining. Um, and they're all like utopias, right? They're all these utopian ideas where in order to go down that road, you've got to dispense with all the other people that disagree with you. And to me, a true utopia is 
actually in a way it's like as messed up as it is it's the one we're living in where the forces of all these opposites are playing against each other and you're living in the state of like push and pull you know Mm. um and you you maybe respect other people's opinions even though you disagree with them up to a point and you you recognize that maybe they have uh like a perspective that you don't and we respect each other because we're just human beings trying to make our way in the world you know obviously that only works up to a point like there are some Mm -hmm. crazy things out there but um that to me is utopia you know in a way it's like and in a way we're you know no moment is perfect. No one's ever going to like agree with everything you say. So there's always going to be this like uncomfortability. But... It's quite a sort of Buddhist way of thinking, isn't it? Like the, 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 know. is a bit like being in the now present, you know, not one, not too much one way or another, you know? And assuming that kind of, you know? Yeah. And I like what you're saying about uh, mutual respect because I, um, like you said, up to a point, but all like just assuming that people are, d- despite the fact that you are disagreeing, that they aren't deliberately acting in bad faith. It what is it? Carl Rogers called it universal positive regard. So, um, if you're going to try to change somebody's mind, you can't attack them. Like you've got to draw a circle around them. Um, how are we the same? Hmm. What do you want? Like. Can can we like agree that we both want similar things and maybe we're going about it in different ways? Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. That and I think that's utopian. the that's kind of the, the that's also utopia in a way. And that in it, in itself is sort of like the theme throughout like this whole album. You know, each song is basically the push and pull, the yin the yang, the things that like you know you know maybe maybe it's the present, the now that we. Maybe it's the journey, not the end result. You know what I mean? That kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the utopia was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that actually seems like a great place to leave it because the utopia of Tunes and Tumblers was the friends we made along the way. And we're not going anywhere. We're, we're still here, but it is the end of something and the beginning of something else. Pedro, you have been just an integral part of this show and we could not have done it without you uh thanks for having me indeed it's been a lot of fun yeah <clears throat> but we have one more thing to do before we say goodbye Who no i'm like leaving no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> pedro's getting up no Bye. come back <laughs> <laughs> who would like to play a game of hashtag mood let's do it i think i would I will never, ever get sick of that theme song. That comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. Uh, Amazing songwriters. Go check out Jacob's stuff on uh, Spotify. He did a song for Teen Titans Go that is pretty awesome, but we don't have the rights to that one. So just, just (laughs) just go and look it up. What is Hashtag Mood, you ask? Hashtag Mood is this game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox where we have messages from fans of the show, fans of St. Lucia, uh, my mom every once in a while, 
And Drew picked out a couple of them for us to do today. Uh, the first one comes from at cute.pfp. Let's see what they had to say. And I believe that this is going to be read to us by our robot voice, Gail, who is also an integral part of the show. Thank you, Gail. Looking for love. That's it? Looking for love. <laughs> Looking for love. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I just sound I like really I'm hope you didn't take too much time with that one, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> a true masterpiece. I got to bed around 2 a.m. But no, that's a good one. I'm looking for love. I'm looking for love. Okay. I want to love somebody by St. Lucia. There you <laughs> yes. go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, hmm. I choose, there's a song called Love Songs for No One by Austin Weber. Weber. Um, he's basically, he starts off the thing. He's like, I'm tired of writing love songs for no one. He wants somebody. <laughs> he's looking for the love. He wants someone to write these songs for. Um, he's also got a lot of really good music and a great cover of Mamma Mia. Check him out. Mamma Mia cover. Wow. Yeah. The only one I like. The only one. Um, I'm going to go with a Yacht Rock one um, from Ooh. the band Pablo Cruz. It's called Love Will Find a Way. <laughs> and uh, you just got to, you just have to not look for it. You have to know, just know that it'll find a way. Because if you look for it, it's, if you're actively Gone. looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so whoever wrote this, stop looking. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll come. Then it'll come. Then it'll come up right behind you, rob you. Okay, I guess I'm last. <laughs> and this come song... Up rhyme. <laughs> this song is from my new favorite artist. I discovered them... I think I've talked about them on the show before. They're called The Blossom, but without any, um, without any vowels. They have this song called Hardcore Happy, which seems like an aggressive way to go about getting happy. But I think like it's a fun song. It's an earworm. And the lyrics uh, say, you know, when my tummy's feeling fuzzy, I just want them all to want me. Uh, I want hardcore, hardcore happy. And maybe Sounds we like need they're a just looking bit for of... attention. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but is atten maybe attention is love to some people. I'm looking oh for hardcore happy in my life. <laughs> and maybe it'll come when I least expect it. Go like listen it. to The Blossom, everybody. Hey. They're at the very, very, very bottom of the Life is Beautiful lineup. But I like they should be at the top. Maybe under Gorillas, but still near the top. Go listen. Hardcore happy sounds like slang or like code for looking for MDMA to me <laughs> like a <laughs> the song's been misread completely <laughs> it's what it means to me all right i think i have one more this is a mood that comes to us from at kaylee.ariana and is it going to be one word? Is it going to be several words? Let's find out. <laughs> Wanting to be myself, I don't need anyone's approval. Mm. <laughs> Better. These are both from your fans. So if we get like an idea of the type of people who listen to St. Lucia. Being myself, <laughs> I don't, I don't need, need anyone's any approval. approval. Hmm. It was read in such a strange way that I feel like I haven't pr processed. Can you, can you do it again? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Wanting to be myself, I don't, need... I don't need anyone's approval. 
wanting to be myself. Well, stop talking like that, approval. first of all, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> wanting to be myself, I don't need anyone's approval. That's pretty boss. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. I love it by Iconopop, Charlie XCX. Oh, there you go. Uh, yes. I don't care. I love that's, it. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> Anything from Charlie, really. Yeah. Fucking boss. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Here's one. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Charlie. Yeah. Love Charlie. We all the love songs Charlie will come up behind show. you and and rob you, and rob of your kalimba, <laughs> knock you out. You'll wake up hours later. All your instruments will be gone. <laughs> I got one. This comes t- from the queen of confidence herself, Megan The Stallion. It's her oh, song "Savage," particularly the remix with Beyonce. Well, uh-huh. all they're doing is pumping each other up and being like, uh, "What? What is the line that Beyonce says?" Um, I'm a bad bitch. She's a savage. No comparison here. <laughs> I love that line. It makes me feel like such a badass. I, I have that on my running playlist. Pump me up. I don't need anyone's approval. God, what? Hmm. Having trouble with this one. Hmm. Where's your confidence, Pedro? I don't. I don't listen to encouraging music, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what about when I think about you, I touch myself. Oh, and they're thinking about themselves. <laughs> that I She's love. Looking in the mirror, I love in the mirror when she sings it. When I Divinals, think about you, man. Divinals. That's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I've got another one. If while well, we're waiting for for these guys, um, this one is it's called "My Way" by Paris. Uh, the band that Nasaya didn't realize was pronounced paris because the a is a v uh but this whole one she's talking about like first of all the baseline is just it's 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 got this swagger it just pumps you up and uh she's just talking about how cool she is the whole time because we're gonna go my 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 way and i love this line in the second verse it says Say you don't fuck with the psychic shit, but you're running with a bad bitch sorceress. Damn. <laughs> fierce, Damn. man. Damn. That is fierce. Fierce is the word I was looking for that whole time. Ryan, do you got one for us? Yeah, I do. I was well, I was trying to pick the right one. I had the band. So there's this duo called Confidence Man. Um, and they have a song called oh, Better yeah. Sit Down Boy. And that is that is a very very much in this theme they're a very uh fun duo and kind of make these like snotty how would pedro i feel like you you could describe this band better than i could confidence man yeah they're kind of like snotty um i mean it's all it's all kind of in the name was meaner almost yeah yeah had a criminal record yes that's exact that's it yeah (laughs) there's there's the log line yeah. Yes. Oh, I love those guys. They're so great. That was that was a Coachella highlight for sure. They were fucking awesome. I think I've got a song or two. Um, so the first one is gonna be uh, "Dollar" by Electric Guest. Uh, my favorite version is the Cha Cha oh. version. But he's basically like just talking like these people they're coming after me. They don't want me to succeed, but I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm walking down the street. Got a little money in my pocket. I'm chilling. I'm good. I like myself, and I'm doing my thing. Um. I also like I also really like the song Call It What You Want by Foster the People. 
they just sort of like <laughs> proclaim i just love that song um because they're just sort of like just fucking just listen to the music and enjoy it like we're just making what we make fucking deal with it that that want, felt like you could add that to a list of like songs addressed to music critics specifically. Yeah, <laughs> someone completely. should make that playlist like songs written to Brooklyn music journalists. <laughs> I've written a few of those, but I always feel like, are they worth my fucking effort? These people, <laughs> are they worth me going about recording a whole song about them? You know, like right. this is all they want. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to give them what they want. Makes sense. There's a there's a Taylor Swift song called Mean and I think it it is actually addressed towards a specific music journalist or like um newsletter writer. I think that one's addressed to Bob Lefsitz of the Lefsitz letter. Yeah. And he mm. he fucking mentions it anytime Taylor's in the news. Like he he loves it. Like just like you said. Just like you said. You just got to give Did him you- a ratatouille, dude. <laughs> yes that's yes oh brilliant reference i wow how many how I many go watch that movie have again. you shown your kids ratatouille yeah. yeah yeah well not charlie but you're like no i've watched it every week <laughs> that's for me we're like such i think john, yeah john and i have like we try and like get Indy to like watch mo- more movies, you know. He's like, oh, I want to watch TV. I was like, What about a movie? And he wants like, to watch like Hot Wheels no, cars, just like going that around. TV. Like, and I'm like, What? He wants the commercials. He's looking for the commercials. Seriously, he'd be so happy with like a Hot Wheel car commercial because they would just, you know, be like extreme. You know, I'm like, All right. You know what? I'm not mad at it. That was me when I was five years old. All I wanted to do, like the kid who had the Hot Wheels at his house, like that's where all the parties were. Hot shit. He wanted to. T- we got him this. We got him like a crazy Hot Wheels toy today. Like for some reason, like a crazy loop. Yeah, you gave in. And he wanted to take it to the playground, like like a huge thing. And we're just- he's like, everyone needs to see this. I know. He's yeah. like, I just want to show everyone. I'm like. Mm. No. I need new friends. <laughs> he just throws it on the ground. He's like, then why'd you buy it for me? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not going to stun on him, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> Are we going to grab this shit or what? <laughs> he's, wear- oh, he's, wearing no. his- he's wearing his tuxedo. He's like, well, what the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> Smash it. Smash it. <laughs> that, Put it in the trash. Yeah. Clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or drop into our DMs on Instagram. We put up these calls for moods in advance. So if you see them, just get weird. Get real weird. Like uh, we had, what was that one where this guy just like ranted about like his ex-wife leading, leaving him? That one. Oh no! Don't yeah, do that. Don't that was that depressing yeah, as that shit. One, that was kind of like, that was a lot. Do that. <laughs> do that, but badass. Don't trauma dump in our fucking DMs, right? <laughs> Is there enough songs for it though? True. Yep, there's plenty. True. Yeah, yeah, they should be listening to that Logic song, but, which is just the <laughs> the hotline number. None of us wanted to do anything after hearing it, though. We were just like, oh, we're dead. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I guess listen Whoa. to Abba. <laughs> It is time to close up shop here. Um, hopefully, we're not too depressed after that. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Utopia. What is lingering on everyone's mind about joy, about bliss, about what a Utopia looks like, and about Yacht Rock? 
the utopia will be when the album is released. You hear which me? Is when, which is when again? If you could say it for the listeners. October 7th? Yes, utopia is being released October 7th. And what else do you have to plug, y'all? Um, so we have a we have an upcoming uh, U.S. and Canada fall tour uh, starting October seventh or sixth, um, and it's like five or six weeks around the whole country. We're hitting most markets, some smaller markets as well, and um, yeah, we're really excited. It's it's like our first tourist and big big tour since twenty eighteen. And it's going to be with the full band, like full electric setup, like loads of stage. I'm back. Production. Yeah. Patty's yeah. back for the first time in ages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be the name of the tour. Patty's back. I know Patty's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have the like. We have the best team. Like we had um, one of our techs was the Haas. Love him. He um, he made me a pin. I don't know why he made me this pin, but this pin basically says because Patty fucking said so, and like everybody started wearing that. I was like, "What's going on?" Like, I have these little pin that um that say Patty fucking said so. So maybe that should be the tour. Yes. The mm. day you learned everyone is terrified you and terrified <laughs> by you. <laughs> I think the only question I have about the tour is, uh, is your kid coming and is he bringing his Hot Wheels? Um, okay, so here is here is how he got the Hot Wheel today. I said to him, Indy, you know in America you have like way bigger Hot Wheel things, and he like, and I was like, so when we go there, maybe maybe I'll get your Hot Wheel setup, whatever. But he can't wait, and he's impatient. And then he says to me, but mom, our suitcases are not big enough to bring it back, so you oh. have to get it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Dude, he woke up next to me in bed this morning and he's really cute, whatever. And the first thing he says to me, he's like, Daddy, can we go play a wheels thing today, please? Like, and I I hadn't heard anything about this. I hadn't heard anything about this too. Um, And then he played me. (laughs) He said, he wakes me up. I was like, okay, I need to sleep a bit more. And he wakes me up. He's like, can you talk to daddy about Hot Wheels, please? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> I was like, no, ask your dad. Ask your dad. You ask him. He says, you ask him. And I'm like, what? Ooh. So, yeah. yeah. So, something I was thinking about, I had this moment where I was like walking down the street with like Charlie and Indy in the, in the buggy stroller thing, a huge Hot Wheels box in this thing. And I was thinking <laughs> of the difference between the parent experience of this moment and the kid experience. So the kid is like, I have the best dad in the world. Like, he's so great. And the dad being like, I have failed as a parent. And every parent here knows that I gave in. I was not strong enough to resist the mega Hot Wheels loop-de-loop thing. The kid's actually sitting there. He's like, he's like, good. Yeah. Good. The, the art of the game. Yes, they are coming on tour. Uh, Indian Charlie are Thanks. coming, but the Hot Wheel thing is not coming. Oh. Dang you gotta well. be careful. He's already. I'm not gonna go then. I'm just not gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna be in America, and there's gonna be a lot of Hot Wheels there. So yeah. Which song are you excited to hear? Um, I came to play with the Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be really ballsy if the opener was just a bunch of Hot Wheels set up going around <laughs> for like half an hour. Are you, like, you fucking kidding like me? A performance that would be art like sort so of way. Sick, actually. Yes. Well, that's just the whole production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the drummer is just surrounded with Hot Wheel track. That's when Indy starts. Yeah. That would be be his ideal opener. It sounds like just yeah. a live Hot Wheels drop. 
We'd have a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So look forward to tour. And if there is just like a ton of Hot Wheels on stage, you'll know that it happened here first. (laughs) Jean, Patty, thank you so much for being here. This has been incredible. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys for having us. It's been awesome. I finished the whole cocktail. I'm almost done. It's time for another one. Oh. <laughs> we'll just keep this going for at another least hour. five, minimum five. We're very honored that you know we get your last drink, basically. Oh, thank you, thank you for having it, thank you for enjoying it, thank you for actually making it. It doesn't look like it, but as long as it's <laughs> as long as it's good and you're dancing in the next couple hours, you'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us and Atwood and Pantheon on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. And if you go into that episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. We will return September for a new era of the show, but keep your ears open next month as we pay tribute to Pedro's greatest hits. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.